What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Birdie, author of Content Marketing Secrets, here in this episode, we're going to talk about the flow state and happiness. Because when it comes to all of the work that we do and setting goals, we can sometimes lose sight of ourselves. We can sometimes lose sight of happiness. And it's very important for us to stay happy with every waking moment that we have. So, if you want to get into a flow state, if you want to have boosted happiness, this is going to be a great episode for you. Our guest who joins us today, she has impacted millions of lives globally with her message of healing, happiness, oneness, love, and flow. She is a popular keynote speaker who presented at the United Nations in 2016 for the International Day of Happiness. Her productions have been distributed globally through Target, Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and many others. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Dashima Gordon. Dashima, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Dashima, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And happiness is something we should all be going towards, but... For a lot of us, we can focus more on what we don't have than what we have. And I'm wondering when it comes to attaining happiness for ourselves, what do you believe are some of the roadblocks people put on themselves that prevents them from having that goal? Well, first of all, I feel that there's kind of a mis understanding about happiness in general because there's there's two energies with happiness there's the happiness that comes from within and then there's happiness that comes from something external to us that happens or somebody gives something to us and then we have this temporary experience of happiness like someone gives you a present or a compliment and you feel happy for like a moment but it doesn't last whereas true happiness is it, it arises from within and it comes from nothing external. It comes from the pure pleasure of being alive and from the gratitude for this life. And so happiness and gratitude are like besties. <laughs> they go hand in hand. And uh, if you can be grateful for just the basics of life, like breathing, clean air, you know, having a home, if you have one, <laughs> but even if you live on the street, having a street to live on, you know, whatever it is, um, but just finding some gratitude about what you do have. And the unique thing about gratitude is the natural byproduct of gratitude is happiness. And so instead of thinking of it in terms of something that we could, you know, do uh, to, to become happy, although there are lots of practices that I teach uh, I think the number one, number one happiness hack is gratitude. And then just starting basic, like I said, small, start with like, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for my challenges because they've brought me to this place of growth and strength. And, you know, I'm grateful for the lessons I've, I've gotten to learn because it made me wiser and always finding that that silver lining and even in the hard moments of life is truly the road to happiness and to see that it's all in divine and perfect order like you or we all asked for this life in a sense like we 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 chose to be here our soul on a spiritual level so i think that's another piece of happiness is having a connection to your spirit to your soul and that's 
some people will call it being spiritual, but some people don't resonate with that. So however you would think of that, but it's really the recognition that there is something beyond this physical realm, beyond your body, <clears throat> beyond your house and your material possessions, beyond your family, and that that is eternal and everlasting. And to have a connection to that, which is eternal and everlasting and infinitely loving and abundant is, is truly one of the keys to happiness as well. Because, you know, when you have access to that, you're like, nothing in this world can bring me down, right? Because I have access to infinite love and, and abundance and uh, support from the source of life. And so really the path of happiness for me anyway, because I've been on a, a long journey of that and I can share more about my story in a little bit, but it's truly coming to the simplicity of life and not always being in that wanting more and because that wanting more energy never leads to happiness. It's always this unfulfilled energy where, you, you know, no matter what you have, it's not enough. And so, you know, just really truly being grateful for what you do have and striving for more because you love to grow, but not needing more because you need because that energy of need and want is this lack that never feels fulfilled. And when you're not fulfilled, you can't be happy. Mm. And it really goes back to internal versus external, which is what Dashima brought up towards the very beginning, where an external source of happiness, like maybe you get a new car, you get a new house, you get a present. These are things that Sure, they feel good in the moment, but you're going to forget about them in a few weeks. They're not going to have the same impact. Like you get a new car and then you just get used to it very quickly, but it's the internal where we work on the inside. That's where the happiness starts to last with the gratitude, being grateful for all the little things. But I feel like it's very hard for people to be grateful for the little things, like just to be alive, to be able to breathe. And I mean, these are things that, you know, we all wouldn't take for granted if we felt like they were in danger, but how do we learn to appreciate them and truly exercise that gratitude for some of these parts of life we could very easily take for granted or they just seem to happen in the background? That's a great question. I feel like there's a, definitely a few ways to make that happen. One of them is, you know, I lead retreats and I like I teach uh, yoga teacher trainings and flow state life coach uh, certification programs. And one of the things that I've done over the past 10 years with that is I will bring people to foreign countries where people don't really have that much. Well, for example, when uh, right now I'm in Bali, actually, and we've been leading these trainings here for 10 years. And it was so amazing because we will like meditate every day. We do miracle morning. We write down everything that we're grateful for. We have this really unique, powerful daily structure where we're doing yoga every day, breathing, like all sorts of amazing life-changing practices that can heal your life. But it's always amazing to me that at the end of the month or the 10 days, whichever program, um, usually the most profound impact that anything that we offer it comes from when we take the group to the local orphanage for example and the children there for the there's a few different orphanages that i work with and i've also um, been down to haiti and different countries as well 
in Costa Rica. But in Bali specifically, there's an orphanage that we, we, we go to and, and the children are all deaf and mute. So they can't speak or hear. And they haven't their whole life. So it's literally their whole life. They've never been able to speak or hear. And they live in an orphanage. And if you could just visualize and picture this orphanage, it's literally two rooms. One room has 40 beds and one bathroom. The other room, which is directly connected with a door, is their school. And that's where they do their classes. And literally that's their life. And then they have this tiny little front uh, yard, which is really small for 40 kids. And they have a basketball court and a couple things where they can be active. And literally we went to this and the children were so happy. I mean, it was unbelievable. They were just laughing. You know, they, can, they can't speak, but they can bubble with laughter apparently and uh, playing and doing basketball and doing this kind of like energy is just like really joyous. I'm not saying they're always happy, but I was just blown away. And everybody in the group was as well by the fact that they literally had nothing. With even taking away the fact that they couldn't speak or hear, the fact that they live 40 beds in one room and, you know, that alone, even if they could speak or hear, was, you know, really profound to witness and then to see the level of joy that they could find from within. Perhaps it's because they can't speak or hear that they were actually so happy because a lot of times it's what, you know, people are saying a lot of complaining and that also brings down the vibe and makes people less happy. So these kids can never complain. So that's kind of, I guess, a benefit of being um, mute. But I mean, overall, it's just profound to see that they had nothing, literally nothing not even parents, you know, I grew up in foster homes, so I can really relate to the energy of not having parents. And it was traumatizing for me my whole life. I was healing from, from that. But these children had nothing and they were laughing and they were grateful and they were happy. And so I feel like one of the keys to happiness is literally to go outside of yourself. I was, I had a conversation, um, Actually, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, uh, I, I had a conversation with Sadhguru and then Sri Sri Ravi Shankar also was on our platform. And both of them, they have such a unique perspective. But one of the things that uh, profound wisdom is, is literally, you are not here to think about yourself all the time. And it's that incessant self-centeredness that leads to unhappiness. It's like me and my life and my story and my list and this isn't enough and blah, blah, blah. And it's this constant loop of me, me, me. And when, when people get outside of that loop and start to see like others, you know, like the world is out there and there are others and you see the people who don't have anything, you know, and, and they're happy and, and you really start to change on the inside. And that's something that, I highly recommend anyone to do because that's where it can really shift. I mean, there's all these other practices that you can do like gratitude. I do this. Uh, when I spoke at the United Nations, I did this 22 minute gratitude meditation where you just, you know, you repeat the mantra, thank you over and over for 22 minutes with a smile. And it literally does change your physiology and you do feel better and you feel happier. And when you do practice gratitude, it does help. But the reason it helps, I feel one of the big reasons is because when you're saying thank you, you're literally outside of yourself. Because if there's somebody or something that you're thanking, that means that you're not just focused on yourself. So once again, just getting outside of yourself is the key every time. Uh, so that's what I've learned 
in, in terms of people who are struggling with, with the happiness is literally like, get outside of yourself. You're not, you weren't born just to think of yourself all the time. I love that wisdom that I got from Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. I love that. I mean, when people think about themselves and they have their selfish tendencies, I feel like that's also where we get this idea of not being enough, wanting more, and never really feeling content with what we have. Like there is a balance where you don't want to stop growing, but at the same time, you don't want to have this obsessive desire for more and self-centeredness where you can eat away at your happiness. I mean, I think what more people should do is some type of community service where they put time towards a good cause, right? Like money donations are good for like good organizations, but I mean, to get your time involved and see people you're able to help and I mean, to see people who are like very happy with maybe a lot less than what you have, it just goes to show like there is no money amount that generates happiness. It's based on the internal, like how you see yourself and how you show up for other people. And that's definitely very important to consider. Now, uh, Dashma, I know you mentioned that you were part, uh, like you were a foster child. And some people, it's very hard for them to find happiness when they get dealt a challenging situation or a bad hand or something to that effect. How are you able to find happiness during your experiences early on? That's a great question. I feel when I look back on, on my childhood, I had a lot of sadness, so I'm not going to lie and say, oh, I was just joyous all the time. I mean, I was sad a lot because, you know, we were separated from our parents and also from my sisters. I have three sisters, so we got split up and I was sad a lot and I cried a lot as a kid. And I feel that there were things that helped me, though. Like one of the things that helped me was that I really loved to learn. So when I would get into my studies and like learning, I was, you know, everything else would melt away and I would feel present and and in that presence then my troubles were gone too so like that was one of the earlier experiences of being in flow and and being present was just literally focusing on what's in front of you right here and right now instead of dwelling on all the things that you don't have right so when I would dwell on the fact that my mom and my dad and the whole thing it would make me sad and I would cry but when I would focus on you know, like school or doing, you know, doing well in school. Like I, I would be in different plays sometimes. And, and I was really into athletics and that actually also helped me so much. Just physical exercise. It also, it gets you into your body. It gets you breathing, helps to release like the happiness hormones, which they call the runner's high, but basically it's like dopamine and, you know, these types of happiness hormones that your body naturally produces when you exercise or do certain activities. And so that was the key to me. It was like, I would find things that would bring me up and that would make me feel better. And then I would be like into that. So I remember when I started running, I was into softball and I was into different sports. And then when I was, uh, I think I was around 12 years old. I remember I ran my first mile in, in PE and I, I was terrible at it. I was like, man, it took me eight minutes and 48 seconds or something. It was like so slow. And I just was like, I'm going to get better at this. Like, I'm not going to be the slow kid in this running. And so I joined the running team and I literally got up every day for like my whole rest of my school until I graduated high school. And I ran on the team and we, we were running like at five 
5.30 in the morning or something, every day, even in the summer and in the winter when it was snowing, like we were running. And, and it was just like, I feel like that was one of the things that really healed me. And also being in nature. And I was always into yoga because my mom and dad were, uh, had, had been into yoga and, and things like that. So I would do a lot of like yoga practices in my room and things like that. Um, and then reading, reading was such a, a, an escape for me in a way, but it was like an escape in a good way. Like I was learning, I was growing, I was getting inspired, I was present. And, and so that was teaching me. So all these types of things, you know, I felt were what started to shift things for me. And it's not like it was always perfect, but I did, I did start to feel more happiness and laughter and joyous and, uh, connecting with friends and things like that. And so that was what was important for me in those early years is that I would find things that would lift me up and then I would get really consistent with it because I was like, all right, if it worked yesterday, let's keep going. I'm going to do it every day. (laughs) I mean, exercising is just so useful for building up happiness. I mean, in your body, you produce the dopamine, you have that sense of accomplishment. Uh, in the case of a runner trimming down their mile time, there's a lot of sense of accomplishment uh, when you are able to do something like that. And when you do activities like sports that connect you with people, you're able to develop friendships along the way. And the people you know in your life are very essential for building your happiness. Now, Dashma, I know you go so much more into detail about happiness, whether it be through your speeches, your courses, your books, your videos. Yeah, I know you've got so much stuff spread across the web. So for people who want to follow your work, where do you suggest we go? You know, I, I have a lot of different free gifts that I can give. Like we have on my website, a free webinar. And then that's where people can really learn about everything that we do at the Flow State Institute. One of my passions is really spreading this energy of flow because I feel that, you know, the actual definition of flow is to be in total absorption with the present moment. And so that is what I've for the past 15 years been teaching as a yoga teacher, meditation, all the different things that I share. It's always been for that intention is help people to get into this present moment, totally absorbed in it and feel that energy of flow, which is also happiness, you know, so those go hand in hand and even psychology, they have a lot of studies about this and it's shown, you know, and, and so I have this institute, it's Flow State Institute, and I certify teachers and coaches. And so we have a webinar, it's free, and you can go to flowstate.yoga. So flowstate.yoga, and we have a free webinar, and and we also have a community and and like a a tribe, you know. So, you know, if people want to plug into flow and really get, you know, get more flow in their life, I highly encourage. And um, I also have a free chapter to my new book that's coming out. Uh, this year, which is called the flow state. And the the chapter is at the flow state.co. So on the flow state.co, you can get a free chapter of the book flow state.yoga. You can watch the free webinar, join our community. And we have lots of other free gifts, but I guess that's enough for now. Well, bright through success listeners, head over to the flow state Institute, get your free chapter of Dashima's upcoming book, Thank you so much for joining us on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. Wonderful to meet you. Have a beautiful day.